Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the club. Today, we're going to take a chill pill, okay? Because in last week's podcast, we talked all about stress and cortisol. And remember, girl, how I said you need the light and you need the light. Like, we need the sunlight to help set our cortisol And we need the Lord, the light of Jesus, to keep our minds on good and holy things so that we can handle stress reasonably. But this week, I want to follow up on that by sharing some ways you can decrease stress by increasing oxytocin flow. So oxytocin is our love and joy hormone. It's like Jesus running through our veins. (laughs) Isn't that an awesome way to think about it? Um, Oxytocin is that hormone that makes us feel calm and relaxed and easygoing and secure and connected. Doesn't, you know, like everybody want to feel that way? It's just, it's like the warm and fuzzy hormone, you know, gives you the warm fuzzies. Our oxytocin system is also known as the calm and connection system. It is found in our limbic brain. And the limbic brain is involved in motivation and memory, emotion and learning. It's concerned with instinct and mood and controls the basic emotions of fear and pleasure and anger. And also helps um, control our basic drives of hunger, sex and care for kids. Oxytocin is both a hormone and a neurotransmitter. So it is profoundly influential on the body. But it's not like if you're not stressed, you're just automatically, um, you know, got oxytocin flowing through you, you can naturally stimulate it. Yes. Um, But there are ways that you can purposefully intentionally make it flow through you more. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Now, oxytocin is best known for its role during childbirth and lactation. That's probably what most of us associate it with. You know, it's that one that brings on that strong sense of love and connection between mom and baby. I mean, don't you know the Lord was just like, I got to do something magical for these mamas. (laughs) Those hungry little hippos latching onto their boobs a hundred times a day. I better do something outstanding for them, like have some just kind of magical, you know, substance flowing through their veins. So they will keep coming back to this experience. Um, You know, if you've ever breastfed a child, you know what I'm talking about. But oxytocin is not just for moms or even just for women. It's for all the people. We all have that ability to experience more oxytocin flow. 
So it's the reason I want to talk about it on the heels of the cortisol and stress episode, because oxytocin is a powerful antidote to our fight or flight system. And because we experience that one way too much, we need to talk about how to counteract it. Physically, oxytocin does the opposite of what we experience with the stress hormones. So in a stressful situation, your body releases cortisol and adrenaline, which trigger the heart to beat faster, for your breath to speed up, for blood pressure to increase, and it increases that blood, you know, circulating, um, your circulating blood sugar. So it's prioritizing survival function so that you can fight or flee the situation. And because it does that, it puts functions that are quote unquote, less important on the back burner. Functions like digestion, hormonal regulation, and immune function. The body's thinking, okay, my person is so stressed out and she must be about to die. So she doesn't need to worry about eating or having sex or fighting off a virus. You know, girlfriend just needs to live. And so that's why I was explaining last week that when you're perpetually stressed, you're compromising your ability to, to digest food efficiently and to keep your hormones balanced or to have a robust immune system, you know, that can really fight things off well. And so that's why stress can be so detrimental to health. But the good news is, is that oxytocin helps counteract that stress response. It lowers blood pressure and heart rate. It increases circulation in your skin and your mucous membranes. It helps with better digestion and nutrient assimilation and storage of nutrients. So it's helping you use all this beautiful food really efficiently and then helping you sock it away for um, in your reserves, you know, for when you need to really, really pull it out. You know, when you're stressed, I don't know if you know this, but when you're stressed, your body rips through certain vitamins and minerals, especially like um, vitamin C and the B vitamins, the stress just makes you absolutely rip through them. And so you're just constantly depleting yourself when you're stressed out. Um, and so, you know, we want this opposite effect. We want this oxytocin flow so that we can really absorb and assimilate and just, you know, put the reserves away of those, um, those critical nutrients so that we have that on a stressful day to be able to use, okay? And not to mention, you know, oxytocin, it just makes us feel good all over. You know, it's, again, it's the warm and fuzzies. And so we want to, we want to actively build in positive habits and practices that support resiliency to stress, you know, and increase this flow of oxytocin. We need this calm and connection hormone to help counteract the effects of the fight or flight response that we are experiencing way too often. So let's talk about how we can stimulate this awesome chill pill hormone, okay? So number one, meditation. Meditation is really considered the gold standard in stress reduction. And I think that a lot of us associate meditation with like Eastern religions and practices, you know, but I don't know why we're like giving them all the credit and the market on meditation at all. Um, you know, meditation doesn't mean we have to sit cross-legged and chant. 
Meditation means to engage in contemplation or reflection. Simple as that. And as Christians, we're called to meditate on God's word. Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That comes from Joshua 1.8, like I said. And on top of prosperous and successful, I would like to add peaceful. Because when I think of meditating on scripture, I like to think of it as kind of a marinating in it. Meditating is marinating on scripture. When we marinate something, you know, like if we're marinating food, um, we do that so it will become a certain flavor, right? And so the more we marinate, meditate, immerse ourselves in God's word, the more of its flavor we will become. Don't you love that? So, I mean, if we want God's wisdom and knowledge and peace on our minds and hearts and tongues, then we got to put it there. You know, it doesn't just land there by itself. We've got to be intentional and loaded up. Um, I have this, um, a follow a fellow health podcaster who uses this 555 system. So, he, every morning, he does five minutes of study, five minutes of meditation, and five minutes of prayer. So he says he gets up, and before he even gets out of bed, he reads scripture for five minutes, and then he sits quietly for five minutes. This is kind of his meditation, you know, just thinking about what that, what he just read, you know, what does that scripture mean? Um, he's just being quiet and giving space for the Holy Spirit to impart wisdom about what he just read, you know? Um, we've got to remember, we got to give, I think that's part of what meditation is, is, is just that quietness and that reflection and just allowing that quiet space to listen, you know, give that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to weigh in um, on our hearts, on our minds as what to do with that scripture. What does that mean for us for the day? Um, and then the last of those five minutes is he's praying. You know, he's praying for his family and his friends and just to be the person that God created him to be. And I love that. I love that formula that, that he has, you know. And if you don't have a full 15 minutes, like a 555, you could do a 222 or even a 111. I mean, seriously, who doesn't have three minutes, right? You could just, you could read one line, like one Bible verse, one Bible verse, and then just close your eyes and sit quietly for a minute and then just, and then pray for a minute. I mean, that is a very, very easy way to work that into your day, this kind of meditation practice, okay? Um, and just doing that, just this simple daily practice will help engage that system of peace in your brain, you know? It's so important to remember that what's going on in our minds is what stimulates these chemicals to release in the body, so if stress is in your mind, then stress chemicals will release in your body. If peace and love is in your mind, the calm chemicals will release in your body. It's what you're putting there and allowing there that determines your health. And so it's why I will say a million times over, spirit, mind, body in that order. Okay, so the next way that we can stimulate oxytocin um, 
is exercise. You know, that really just helps stimulate our happy brain chemicals, you know, and oxytocin being one when we exercise. But here's the thing about exercise, especially when, you know, on the heels of last week's podcast about stress and the adrenal glands, we went over all that. Um, you know, the, depending on the state of your adrenal glands, you know, the two little glands that sit on top of your kidneys and help you manage stress, if your adrenal glands are kind of blown out because you've been so stressed and you've overused them, then intense exercise can be a stress inducer instead of a stress releaser. So exercise is always a stressor to the body in some way, but it can be a good stress, you know, a stress that helps the body become stronger and more resilient. Um, but with stress, you know, comes cortisol, right? And so if that cortisol is totally dysregulated to the point that it's interfering with your body's ability to rest and repair at night, remember we talked about that last week, then you don't want to put more strain and stress on your body with real intense exercise, okay? Because your adrenal glands, if they're so worn out, they just can't give you anymore. They can't they can't produce the, the cortisol and those, um, you know, those chemicals that you need to kind of make it through the workout. And so if you are just demanding this really hard workout on a body with these kind of blown out adrenal glands, it's like trying to rev up a dead engine, you know, like just imagine you're in a car and you're trying to rev up a dead engine. It's coughing and it's smoking and it's spurting and that nasty smell of gas is in the air, but it's like, the engine is dead. Okay. <laughs> Quit trying to flood it with gas. You know, the engine needs a break. It needs a little fixing. And you know, when your adrenal glands have had it, they don't need you to try to keep revving and starting them up with like these intense things, whether that's all this intense exercise or too much coffee. Coffee is another thing that's not great for people that are having adrenal problems. It's just, you're trying to rev it, rev it, rev it up, rev up that engine. And it's just, it cannot, it can't deal, you know? So you got to lay, you got to lay off a little bit. Um, you know, when your adrenal glands, um, have had it and, and you're someone that knows that, that, you know, you have adrenal problems, or if you notice that you're just flying off the handle irrationally, you know, um, that, you know, that can be a sign of poor adrenal function. Like, have you ever done this? I know I have, um, that you're just kind of in a phase when anybody says anything to you, you like snap their head off. You know, it's usually your poor family, right? <laughs> They're usually the brunt of that. Or maybe you've been the brunt of that in your family when, you know, maybe you live with somebody that's just really like, you feel like they're irrationally stressed and every little thing sets them off. Or again, maybe it's you and every little thing is setting you off and you, in your mind, you're like, why is, why am I doing that? I don't want to behave like that. What is going on? A lot of that can be just your adrenal glands are just completely worn out and they cannot help you um, manage that stress anymore. So if that is the case, you want to do something more gentle when it comes to exercise, okay? Something like walking that is great movement, but it's not, um, it's not cortisol inducing movement, right? It will get your body out there and moving and, um, it's a really great form of exercise because it's not stress inducing. So something like, something like that, like walking or some easy yoga, 
um, just those gentle movements that um, don't tax your system with more stress. You know, what would be really good is um, if you listen to the podcast I did with Elisa Keaton, love her, love her. She does a, uh, a podcast, a Revelation Wellness podcast. It's called Rev the Word. And she is, it's basically like she's taking you through, um, she wants you to get up and listen to it and go on a walk while you're listening. And she's just infusing scripture in like leading you through breath work and thinking about your movement. And it's really cool. And it really does just, it produces that sense of peace and joy, you know, as you're moving that can really help stimulate that oxytocin flow. So that's a really cool thing to do, especially if you need to really kind of baby your adrenal glands for a while. Okay, the next thing that you can do to help stimulate oxytocin flow is earthing or grounding. We can use those words interchangeably. Now this is going to either sound super sensical to you or totally like woo-woo, hippie, crunchy granola. Okay, I used to think it was kind of woo-woo, hippie, crunchy granola until I really started regarding um, you know, creation and um, in Genesis and just how we, how we were created and how we're all meant to work together. Just like I was explaining um, last week, you know, how we're, we're meant to be, our cortisol is meant to be in sync with the sun, you know, like that rise and fall of the sun. And I just, I love putting all of these connections together of how we are meant to be synced up with creation. And so grounding is about getting your body in contact with the earth, like having your bare feet in dirt or sand or grass, you know, just make sure that grass hasn't been chemically treated because that wouldn't be good. Um, but it could also be your hands in the dirt, like if you're gardening. And what this does is expose your body to the natural magnetic frequencies of the earth, all right? And this helps balance the ions in your body. So we have both negative and positive ions, but when we get too many positive ions, it can increase inflammation and disrupt cellular metabolism. So think, you can kind of think of your body as like a battery, you know, and it needs the right balance of charges to work efficiently. And so we don't want too many positive ions throwing things out of whack even though that seems backwards, right? It seems like we'd want to let go of negative ions and not the positive. But um, we accumulate positive ions through like Wi-Fi, you know, or even like all the appliances and things we use in our house throw off these positive ions that we absorb. And, and so we can accumulate too many of those. And what the negative ions will do is help our body release some of those and bring it back into balance. Um, really just being in nature in general can help reduce the stress on your body and engage the oxytocin system. But adding that element of grounding, you know, the, the being in contact with the earth really amps up that oxytocin connection. Plus, just as an added bonus, you know, being like in the dirt, like having your hands in the dirt or your feet in the dirt, being exposed to um, bacteria in the dirt is really good for your microbial balance and your immune system. Again, you know, we go back to um, Genesis and the creation, we were made from the dirt of the earth. Okay, and so when we think of dirt, we think of it teeming with bacteria, and our bodies are more bacteria than they are human cells. 
And so um, it's just really important to make sure you're maintaining a really um, a good bacterial balance in the body for health. So, um, so all of it just, you know, is good for that. And, you know, so if we think about it, all of these terms, you know, like earthing or grounding, I've even heard it called nature bathing, you know, those are really all just kind of fancy ways of saying, um, you know, get your butt outside. It's good for you. So that's what I would tell you to do. Get your butt outside and get your hands and feet in the earth. Okay. So um, the next thing that will help oxytocin is a different kind of physical touch beyond, you know, getting in touch with the earth is really just good old physical human touch. It is so important and it is a huge way to engage your oxytocin system. So hugs and kisses and snuggles and yes, love time with your partner, but you know, even a friendly handshake with someone or getting a massage or petting your puppy or your cat or your horse, you know, there are so many ways to have physical contact. Um, if you ever meet me, I'm a hugger. I totally bypass hand, <laughs> handshakes unless it's inappropriate, you know, to hug. But I find that most times hugs are in order. We're just kind of a huggy, kissy family over here. My kids um, will still, they'll still dish out some hugs and kisses, which I'm so happy. You know, I don't think they would do it in front of other people. But when we're in the privacy of our home, they're not too cool for school. They'll still give me some smooches. And um, so I just soak it up while I can before they, you know, before they decide that they are too cool to do it. And um, one of my favorite parts of the day is just in the morning. You know, my, my oldest son wakes up first. He comes downstairs. And when he was a little boy, he used to just come and run into my arms. And it was just such a sweet, sweet part of the day. And now he is 14 and he's not running into my arms, but he'll walk downstairs and he'll kind of, he'll kind of put his cheek out to me <laughs> for me to kiss. And then he lets me hug him. So consider that a huge win, you know, that he lets me do that every morning. And then I go and I wake up my daughter and she is just all warm and snuggly in her bed. And I just kind of snuggle up with her and y'all, I can feel that oxytocin flow, just that flooding of just love and gratitude for these sweet babies. And then I'm going to go wake up and my other son and same thing. He is just warm and snuggly and toasty underneath his covers. And I just, you know, love that I get to kiss him awake and hug him. And it's just so sweet. And then they all come and they start talking. <laughs> and I'm glad I've already stored up some oxytocin because that's when some of that stress kicks in, right? It's like the morning crazy, like eat breakfast. Where's my backpack? Where's my lunch? And hurry up. It's time to go. And all that's happening. So I just really, really love that little calm before uh, the little storm. So that is that. Um, okay, finally, one of the best ways to get your oxytocin flow on is social connection. Being around people you love and not just the people in your house, not just your family, but your friends, you know, those people that fill you up who are good for your soul. My friend Aaron calls them your bucket fillers, you know, the people that fill your bucket, fill you back up. And that's why I tell my husband, I'm like, my girl, 
weekends, they're just, they're non-negotiable. They are a must. You know, I have got to have time to soak up my sisters. All their love and hugs and the belly laughs. We just have so much fun together. And it truly, it is restorative, you know, to restorative to the soul. And I'm always encouraging my husband to, you know, I'm like, please, for the love, <laughs> go on a trip with your friends. He is, he is not so willing to um, leave as I am. You know, I would, I'd like to go on many more than I do, but I try to be reasonable. You know, I tell my friends, I'm only getting so many hall passes to go on girl weekends. So I have to, you know, I have to um, time, choose and time them carefully. But uh, my, my husband, I don't know, he just has a hard time kind of leaving. But once he does, because I'm always on the back end here, like, you know, scooting him out the door, like, yeah, please go with your friends. Um, he just comes back in a different headspace. You know, he is so filled up. It's so good for him, too. You know, and it's just, it's all about love and joy and peace that flow when you're with people that you love and who love you back, just unconditionally, you know, without judgment. Um, and it's just, you know, friendships are just such a beautiful thing. You know, we're just, we're not meant to live in isolation. And we're, we're not meant to live on Facebook either. You know, we've got to get in fellowship, get, you know, face to face with people who lift us up, you know, because that is so amazing for your health. So don't let too much time pass, you know, without a dose of your people. It is good medicine. Okay, my friends. So that is really, those are the best ways, you know, to get your oxytocin flowing, you know, so go forth and meditate, exercise, get out in nature with your feet in some dirt or sand, Hug the person next to you and plan your next girl's trip. In fact, I think you should share this episode with your girlfriends and say, it's time. My nutritionist says it's good for our health. <laughs> or share it with your husband and, you know, say, you plan yours. I'm going to plan mine. Plan my girl's trip. And never forget that, you know, we can automatically increase oxytocin flow by reading the good news, the promises the love and light of Jesus. It's like an IV. It's like, you know, just sticking an IV of oxytocin straight to our soul when we soak up, you know, go back to meditating and just soaking up and marinating on the word and all the goodness therein and letting the Holy Spirit speak to us, you know, and just really help organize our day so we're set up for success and, and just wellness in our life, all right? Okay, beautiful people. I would love if you'd share this episode with somebody that you love um, and leave me a comment in the iTunes reviews. It just, it helps me, um, you know, get the word out and I read those and it is like a little injection of oxytocin for me. I get all the warm fuzzies um, when I read those kind words that you leave me and it just helps me um, just be more confident, honestly. <laughs> And coming to do these um, these podcasts. So I always appreciate that so much. All right. Have a healthy and blessed week. And I will talk to you soon. Hi, everyone. 
one, remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.